Hey guys, another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. It's been some time since uh, we've been able to greet you from the Shire Salvos podcast. It's uh, been several months of lockdowns and not being able to go to church and all of those kinds of things, but we're really pleased, myself and Claire, to be with you, Jack Clifton and Claire Clifton. We're your co-hosts of the uh, Shire Salvos podcast. We've got uh, some big stuff coming up on the podcast today. We're going to be running through all the latest news and uh, what's happening in the life of the church at both our Menai and Miranda locations, and we're also going to play you the sermon from Sunday from Mark. Uh, Mark was speaking from John 19 verses 20 to 29 about Thomas um, and and doubting Jesus and and Jesus' return uh, before he uh, ascended into heaven. So looking forward to bringing that to you a little bit later on um, in the podcast. Claire Clifton is next to me. Claire, great to be sitting next to you and doing the podcast again. It's been a bit of a hiatus. How are you doing this afternoon? I know. It's so good to be back. Yeah, it feels feels different doing it again, but very exciting to be able to be um, back gathering as a church community and also bringing the podcast to all of our listeners. Yeah, it was great on Sunday morning, wasn't it? Two two services that we're running, we're running the 8.30 service and the 10.30 service for those that might like a bit more of a sleep in on Sunday mornings, <laughs> but it's it's it was great to get a chance to reconnect with people and people sharing about what they, what, what I guess COVID lockdown was like for them. Yeah, the sharing time in church was the best part. Um, and unfortunately, we can't bring that to you in a podcast. So if you want to hear that kind of thing, you've got to be there or be square. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to um, sharing the message with you and the Bible reading and some of the latest news. If you are interested in, in coming to church or if you just stumbled across this podcast and you haven't been to Shire Salvos Menai uh, before, um, we'll be able to give you some instruction a little bit later on in the podcast about how to book for uh, church and uh, making sure you're checking in and all of those kinds of things as well. We've got lots to get through in terms of news around the church and we're going to get stuck into that now. So time for our Shire Salvos news section and uh, lots of uh, great stuff that is happening at the church over the next couple of weeks. We're going to kick it off uh, by taking a look at our Sunday services. So like we just mentioned before, uh, we're holding two services at our Shire Salvos Menai location. So um, 8.30 and 10.30. So registration uh, is available every Monday from 9am. So it's a little bit different to what we were uh, doing last year or earlier this year where we're having uh, services once a fortnight. Now it is every week. We will be having two different services at 8.30 and also at 10.30. So um, if, you, uh, if you're if you signed up to the email notifications, you'll be able to get uh, the link there. And, and I know it also goes up on the, the social media, the Shire Salvo's Facebook page and a, a few other areas. Claire, if people want to wanna sign up via that. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure you jump on that as soon as possible to register. Um, the other things that are coming up, I guess, tomorrow is the 1st of November. I cannot believe it. We've got to the end of 2021 almost. Um, And so um, as with this season, um, we've got a lot of Christmas parties, Christmas shindigs coming up. And um, I guess we've um, got plenty to get back to all the partying, Mm, hey? That's right, yeah. All the gathering with people. So lots to do there. So the Boomers and Beyond Christmas Party is ha- taking place on Monday the 15th of November at 10.30am at Club Central Menai. Um, so for full details, um, you can check out your newsletter, which you get. Um, you should get to your email every week, um, or call Robert and Robin and David Reeves. Uh, our Shire Salvos our Church Community Facebook page has launched. So it's to provide a connection with a church community across Shire Salvos. So um, 
everyone is invited to join uh, the brand new um, Shire Salvos Church Community Facebook group. So if you just punch that in um, to your Facebook search bar, you'll be able to bring uh, it up. If you're having a bit of trouble, I guess, navigating social media and technology and that kind of stuff, you can call the church office as well. The likes of Kim and Mark and Joel will be able to help you or might even be able to invite you to uh, to like the page um, as well. So the aim of the group is to uh, create a space where we can update, connect, share, support and encourage um, each other in our faith. So um, our already established Shire Savoy's Facebook page will continue to run, uh, but that's going to be have a focus, I guess, on a wider Shire community. So Shire Salvo's Church Community, that's the Facebook page you want to uh, like and I guess sign up to on uh, social media on Facebook to, uh, to be aware of everything that's happening uh, in regards to Shire Salvo's. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things that we continue to do as part of a church is focus on prayer and praise. And this week, we are grateful to God for his protection over our church family and community over the past months, particularly during the lockdown. And we want to pray for God's continued protection and healing as we start to meet together for our worship services and our Mm. weekly programs. We're also praying for our 180 youth members who are preparing for their HSC exams, which are commencing next week. My goodness. I was just thinking about what it was like when I was preparing for my HSC exams. It's a very, <laughs> very stressful time. Um, so that's starting on the 9th of November. So pr- please pray for the young people um, that are attending these exams next week. Uh, the last news updates uh, is just to let you know that obviously with church starting back, there's a whole range of ministry opportunities available to ensure a healthy Sunday service experience for all involved. We're asking you to consider serving one of our teams. So if you'd like to join one of our teams, please contact our church office on 9542-9500. Uh, You can join the Sunday service team, welcome team, worship team. If you want to help out with the kids for Juniors for Jesus, there's sound and tech set up, pack down, transport um, from Miranda as well. So lots to get involved with. And I really encourage you if you're listening and you're part of our church community to really consider what ministry opportunities you'll be able to look at this, um, the remainder of the year. And even if you're um, maybe feeling um, uh, that's something that might interest you or you're like, oh, I'm not really sure if, if that would suit me or maybe I've never sung in, in public before. Am I going to be right for the worship team or those kinds of things? Um, just give the church office a call, that number again that Claire mentioned, 95429500, um, and they can uh, kind of give you a bit more information and you can come and uh, maybe yeah sit in on, on one of, whether it's the worship team or uh, the sound and tech team, and, and you can... I guess observe and see how it's run and see if it's uh, for you but it is a really good thing to be helping out in the life uh, of the church and we all have different abilities and if we can be using those to, to help the church flourish and bring more people to the Lord then I think that's a really positive thing we've now come to the time of the sermon uh, Mark was preaching from John 20 this week and speaking about Thomas and the uh, the doubting that he had until he saw the the nail marks in the in the hands and he had uh, some pretty yeah, challenging uh, words for us now that we're uh, back in the congregation for some of us, and we're back uh, with that opportunity to uh, to come to church and learn from the Word. So I hope you uh, feel challenged and convicted and you really enjoy uh, Mark's sermon for this week. What a morning. How blessed are you from hearing people's story? Never underestimate the power of your story and never underestimate the power to share it. Because a story unspoken is 
It's not as powerful as a story lived. You know what I mean? There's something beautiful about that. And I don't know about you. I was, I was a little bit emotional sitting down here because as a pastor, you just want your people to know that they're loved, to put their trust in God, that life is better with Him. And just seeing God's faithfulness and His goodness. Were you encouraged by that? Okay, that's all we've got. You can go out here. Um, we're finishing up. Uh, no, but generally being, that's what God is. He's so good. He's so faithful. We're um, week 27 of the story going through the Bible. And um, I'm going to talk about Thomas. And what do, you, what do you think about? What do you remember about Thomas? What's he known for? Oh, he's doubting Thomas. Poor Thomas. Okay, so just think about that. I'm going to actually think this. I want to throw something out. I think we all need to be more like Thomas. I'm going to sit that there. Now, when I ask you this, have you ever missed out on something? Have you ever missed out on something that you'd long to experience? Think about COVID, all the things you missed out on. But have you ever missed out on something that you've wanted? Yeah? You want to share? Anyone uh, miss seeing their parents or grandparents? Yeah? Missing seeing your mom, it's a hundred. What else? Yep. You had a 90th birthday and you couldn't have any visitors. You're on the front porch though, I think. You had a couple of people swing by, is that right? You had a couple of nibbles on the front veranda, but won't tell anyone, that's Okay. But when you miss out on something, how does it make you feel? Like when you miss out on something. It'd be like someone giving you the opportunity to buy Bitcoin at like 10 cents. How, how do you feel? Disappointed. What else? When you miss out on something, how do you feel? Resentful. When you miss out on something, how do you feel? Unloved. When you miss out on something, how do you feel? Robbed. You've been cheated. You've missed out. Who's heard of FOMO? Fear of missing out. Okay? And I think we need a bit of FOMO for the kingdom. Fear of missing out on God's best for our life. And I think we need a bit of JOMO when it comes to the world. Joy of missing out on the world stuff. And FOMO, fear of missing out on God's best to actually come upon Christians. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm praying. I'm praying that right now that in your spirit you're getting a bit of FOMO, fear of missing out of God's best for you and for the kingdom. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to give an account for our life. And I can tell you this, it'll never be, I wish I had more possessions. I wish I would have worked harder. I wish I would have, um, you know, just did what I want. Everything was about me. I, you'll never say that. I wish I would have said yes to Jesus. I wish I would have taken time to listen to his voice. I wish I would have taken more time to read his word, understand it and apply it. I wish I would have been more vulnerable with people and share how I really feel. I wish I would have applied God's word. I wish I would have prioritized the church more. I wish I would have prioritized that relationship. I wish I would have had more courage and shared my faith more openly in a friendly manner. You with me? And then we think about poor Thomas. 
I feel sorry for Thomas. Anyone feel sorry for Thomas? No, you're all going, doubting Thomas. That's how I remember him in Sunday school, doubting Thomas. Can you imagine if that was your legacy? If everyone said your name. So they said, Rob. Oh, I remember. Oh, doubting Rob. Yeah. It just doesn't have a ring to it. You know what I mean? And Paul Thomas. You think about the passage in Scripture that I was drawn to. And this is the thing about the Word of God. You may have heard it, but the Spirit of God is alive and active. And He will speak to you again and afresh when you open His Word. And when I read it again, I was drawn to Thomas. And I felt like God just said, Mark, you're more like Thomas than you realize. In fact, I think you are more like Thomas than you realize. And in in fact, the part I'm talking about is not doubting Thomas. The part of Thomas is the part of the question. But get this. I want you to paint the scene for what happened. So the most important thing in history has just happened. Jesus has just died on the cross. Calvary. The saviour of the world. He'd spent time with the disciples and Thomas. And he said that I'll rise again in three days time. And guess what happens? Jesus rises again and he appears to the disciples. But guess who is not there? Thomas. Now, if you're talking about your FOMO, could you imagine that? The most important thing in history, probably, you know, you see Jesus on the cross and then to see the resurrection Jesus. And he's not there. Now, come on. Could you imagine how he would feel? And I love it in the scripture, it says this, um, it says, So the disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Can you imagine? They say it so like this, but could you imagine what it was really like? Thomas, you're never going to guess it. We saw Jesus. OMG. It was amazing. I saw him. He was like that. He had holes in his hands. It was amazing. I cannot believe you went fishing. You shouldn't have been fishing, Thomas. Oh, that's right. He was a winemaker. Oh, you should have been making wine. What were you doing? You missed out. Oh, my goodness. We don't know when he's coming back. I think you've missed out. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine how Thomas felt? You can maybe smidgen. He's feeling he's probably missed out on one of the most important things that his life, he left everything to follow Jesus. How much do you think Thomas would have wanted to see the resurrection Jesus? More than anything in his life. And he would have given it all up to see him. And then he says a very profound thing. He says this, I can only say it with a, he probably said it with a bit of passion. He says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Can you blame him? Can you relate to that? And the thing, this is what I'm drawn to Thomas. This is probably my, the punchline. This is the thing that I want us to focus on is this. Thomas didn't want to live his experience of Jesus through someone else. He wanted to see Jesus for himself. You with me? Thomas didn't want to hear about it from the disciples. He wanted to hear it for himself. He wanted his own experience. He wanted his own encounter. He didn't want to live his faith through the disciples, he wanted to live his faith through seeing and experiencing Jesus. And I think, I think too often 
as Christians, and I'm putting my head up here, I have lived my faith through others, through my parents or my grandparents. And reality is, I feel like the church, capital C, I feel like what's happening in, in across the world is Christians are actually starting to wake up and take account, actually, I'm responsible for my walk, and I'm not going to live my faith through some famous preacher, some famous... or. Or a, or a church or a denomination. Actually, I'm going to live my faith myself. And I'm going to take responsibility for that myself. And what Thomas was saying is, I want my own experience. And I can tell just from some nods, who wants their own experience with God? Who? I don't want to live through someone else. And I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, I don't want to just hear about God's provision. You know, we talk about it, we preach about it, God's going to provide. I don't want to just hear about it. I want to experience His provision. You with me? I don't want to just hear about God's powerful healing hand. I've read about it in the Word. I've heard people talk about it. And you know what? I want to experience it. I want to see it. You with me? I don't just want to live my faith through my parents, grandparents, or friends. I desire an ongoing, ever-growing, continual experience with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And you will have valleys and you will have mountaintop experiences. But I tell you this, nothing will be more richer and fulfilling what, if you're in a valley or in a mountaintop than the presence of God. And tuning in to what he has to say. You with me? And you know what? God has a personal experience for you. He has a personal experience for you that will be so fulfilling. It will bless you so much that it will make the things of the world fade away. And you'll have joy for missing out on the world's thing. And you'll have blessing and fulfillment for pursuing what God wants you to pursue. You with me? Do you want that? I can remember, um, I can remember a mentor of uh, a mine once saying to me, and uh, he was a real spirit-led guy, and I actually caught up with him because he was uh, yeah, just a prayer warrior. And um, I've been blessed. I've put myself around some, some godly men over the, over the years. And I can remember he just, it was a bit of a harsh conversation. He was telling me about all this healing and he had prayed for this guy and he got healed and all this stuff. And I had my neighbor, he had a bad back. And I said, mate, can you come over and pray for my neighbor? And that'll be, you know, be awesome. I want, you know, just want to see God move and you can pray for him. And he just looked me stone cold and just says, how about you go and pray for your neighbor and let me know how that goes. I was like, snap, <laughs> drop the mic. Um, I did. It was an interesting occasion, let me tell you. But you know what? The more I take responsibility, the more I actually genuinely want to have experiences with God, the blessing just comes from that. The fulfillment comes from that. And I see such a richness in us. But I feel like we have to stop looking at other people to encourage ourselves. We need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to press into Him in such a way.
But I can tell you this. My mum would always say this to me. She says, Mark, keep pressing in. When things were tough, she said, keep pressing in. And when things weren't so, when, when things were good, she goes, keep pressing in. And I'll be honest, sometimes, and you've been on the journey for a while with your faith, sometimes it's a hard season. And I share this with you as your church family, but obviously when my dad was with Andrew Chan and, and um, he, he was with him at the end and when he was executed and all this, and um, my dad, I've never seen him struggle before like this. And he shared with this me just probably a couple of years ago that, but you know, for about nearly 12 months, he never read his Bible and he never prayed. He was gutted. Absolutely gutted. But over a period of time, he comes back to God. He journeys with him and God does a new work. And eventually, deep in our spirit, we know that whatever we're going through, God has the answer. It doesn't make it easier sometimes. But we know that when we press into God, He will give us the fulfillment, the joy, the restoration, the healing that we need. But the thing I love about God, He's patient with us. And I want to tell you right now, God is patient with you. God is patient with you. But I sense, even just through the scripture as I was reading, and God wanted me to share this with his people, is this, he's saying, pray that they become like Thomas, who wanted an experience for themselves. And I've been praying a bit of spiritual FOMO for myself and for all of us. Fear of missing out on God's best. And I shared this four or five weeks ago. Um, and, and I felt guilty sharing this, but, but this whole lockdown has been the biggest um, growth that I've had in my walk for a long time and in our family. Just time to spend with the Lord, real intentional, and it's been a real blessing. And I know that hasn't been for everyone, and, and I acknowledge that, but I just thank the Lord for this. But um, probably four or five weeks ago, the Holy Spirit just really spoke to me. I was going for a walk. I was listening to either worship music or a podcast or something, and I recommitted my life to the Lord. Not that I was sort of off track, but you know what? The intensity, the fire had dwindled. I was still in the Word. I was still hanging out with Christians. I was still praying, still mentoring people, still doing the things. But the fire had lessened. Can you relate a little bit? And I feel like God's saying, Mark, you need to recommit. And the best way to recommit is through repentance. And there's four things that I went through a bit of a process over the next couple of weeks. And the first one was this. I repented for my apathy and my lack of focus and priority. And I was letting things of the world probably have more influence than they should. I took back responsibility for my faith. And I thought, if you wrote everything that I did today in a diary and people could see it written down, would they be able to know that I'm a fully devoted follower of Jesus and that it's my number one thing in my life with the time that I spend? And the answer was no. And sometimes it's, I'm a bit guilty as a pastor saying that, but it's no. I was like, okay, 
Well, I'm going to take control of my life. I'm going to take control of my diary, and I'm going to make that. So I repented. I took back responsibility. I've made some adjustments in my time. I've had to say no to some things. I've had to say yes to some things. Lauren shared in the morning service that um, we, she gets up about six and we sort of take turns. She goes for a walk. I read my Bible. The next day, we, because we've got young kids, we can't always leave them at home. Um, and so we're just trying to get in a rhythm. She's joined a Bible study fellowship and just getting some rhythms, kingdom rhythms in my life and making them a priority. And the third thing that I'm working really hard on and I'm going to read it a couple of times. I'm looking to journey more deeply. I'm looking to journey more deeply with people who desire to journey deeply with God. I'm looking to journey more deeply with people who desire to journey deeply with God. And I'm talking about iron sharpens iron. I'm talking about other hungry people who are passionate to get in his word, passionate about listening to his, his spirit, passionate about prayer. And you know what happens when you surround yourself with people like that? The flame. The flame. The flame. I used to think, we get, come to church so we can encourage you and send you out. But you know what? It's a Monday to Sunday thing. It's a Monday to Sunday thing. And I encourage you, think, oh, I've got no one in my world that might, you know, iron sharpen iron. I've got no one in my world that, you know, that might be that fire that who wants to go deep with God. You know what? Well, be that person. Be that person. And then allow God to lead you someone else. And the other thing is this. I'm asking God to increase my FOMO for him and his kingdom. I'm asking God to increase my FOMO, my fear of missing out, of God's best for my life and for my family's life and for my church. And right now in your spirit, you'll know if you've got more to give. You'll know deep in your spirit if you've got more to give him. And you'll know deep in your spirit there's more that God wants to give you. Don't you? He's got so much more. I reckon we're going to get to heaven one day and he's going to say, Mark, I had all this for you. But you chose that. He's got more. And I thought, what a Sunday back. We come back and I feel like as a, as a church, we had, I think, a full service, this, this service, full service, last service, about 170-odd people. I think, imagine 170 people recommitting their lives to Jesus, drawing a line in the sand. I'm going to make the things of the kingdom the most important thing. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to say yes to his leadings. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do things that I've never thought to do before. I'm going to listen to his voice. And sometimes I think God just wants us to bask in his presence. But he's got more. And there's the big but, my dad used to say, but. It will cost you everything. And you'll have to surrender everything to him. For some of the men in here, every morning before church, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, I'll be reading the Bible, which with any um, women can come to, but it's, I'm doing it for the men. If you want to come and read the Word for church, and people say, oh, it's a bit inconvenient, I've got to come and come. Well, that's okay, you don't have to come. 
but I've been doing it with a, a couple of men. And if you want to read the word with me on seven, seven o'clock in the morning, from say seven to eight, we read a chapter, we journal, we talk about it, and then we have a prayer together. And then you can go back, pick up your kids, or do whatever you want. I'm just saying, I'm just putting some things in place in my life. I'm going to do that regardless if anyone comes or not. And I think I would suggest that you start doing some things like that. Just time with God. Time with coffee and a chat. Or do some things that allow you to, for God to speak into your spirit. Are you with me? And right now, the team's going to come up, and we've got five to seven minutes. And just sitting and reflecting. But I can tell you this. Say yes to him. You will not regret it. And you may need to make some adjustments in your schedule and in life. You may need to say no to some things and yes to some other things. Don't try and fill it on top of everything. It is absolutely necessary that we actually draw a line in the sand and go, I am going to live for the kingdom. And we readjust what we do, what we think, what we prioritize and allow him into it. So right now, um, where uh, the guys are going to sing, and we're going to have this, but I'll share this verse with you. Um, with Jono, um, we're reading our Bibles this morning, and I was reading James 4. It's a good book, James, if you want to get challenged. And it says, Humble yourself before the Lord, and He will lift you up. It's like putting God where He is rightfully should be. He's in the throne. And kneeling down is a sign of surrender. Some, some people might have some bad knees and that's, so far, that's okay. But we're going to have an opportunity to kneel down in your seat. To kneel down where you are. And this is between you and God. You don't have to do this, but I encourage you to do this. As the guys play, just kneel down or, or if you're not, lean forward and put your arms out. As a symbol today that you are going to recommit your life. To make the things of the kingdom the most important things in your life. You will never regret that. You will never regret it. You'll be blessed more than you can comprehend. You'll have more fulfillment, more peace. You'll have more experiences with God like never before. And you know what? Some of the people we read about in Scripture, some of the people we hear about, you'll start to have godly encounters. And we'll start to live a life that makes others thirsty for the kingdom of God. And that's what God's called us to do. We don't have to convict people. He does that. We didn't have to win people for Jesus. He does that. But we need to live a life that brings Jesus to the center. And so right now, team's going to play. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> and there's a time to humble yourself before the Lord. And allow Him to lift you up, lift your situation, your relationships in your life. But I think what a great day to recommit our life, to be fully surrendered to Him today.
that was the sermon from church on Sunday, the 31st of October. Mark um, bringing us the word and great uh, to be back and not just worshipping with, with others and, and getting that sense of community with each other, but great uh, to be hearing sermons. I know there's lots of us been watching online church and different things, whether it be Hillsong or other Salvo services with online messages. And I think that's been great uh, during this, this difficult time of COVID, but it is nice to be back uh, in the flesh, isn't it, Claire, and, and be hearing from Mark and being encouraged in, in our Christian lives. Absolutely. It's so good. It did my heart good to hear all of the amazing sharing, you know, honest, vulnerable um, people sharing, Mm. obviously the ups and the downs. But um, yeah, ultimately, I think that's what makes our church such a great church is that we are genuinely a family and care for each other. And so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Yes, episode 15 of the Shire Savers podcast done and dusted. We'll be releasing these every Sunday evening just in time for your Monday morning commute each week. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and also Podbean. So make sure you share and, and tell your friends and tell your family and hope uh, you've enjoyed uh, the coverage of everything that's happening at Shire Salvos, uh, but also uh, some re- a really good sermon from Mark. And we're going to keep uh, bringing t- these to you each week, whether you can make church or not or whether you want to double up on a sermon. I think it's a really great opportunity for us to stay connected with the church. This is Jack Clifton and Claire Clifton signing off from the Shire Salvos podcast. Why is that not playing? Oh, I'm going to start that again. I've made so many errors today. <laughs>